Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everyone, welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. This is fitness, nutrition, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And thank you so much for joining me today. Because I actually have a question for you. Are your genes making you fat? Now, when I say genes, you know I'm not talking about jeans pants, of course, right? But I'm talking about your DNA. This is a very important conversation that we need to have. Because we tend to... Con- to be confused as to the roles that our DNAs play in our health and even weight management. Many of us, and I, when I have conversations with people, I, I hear this all the time. We feel that we're slaves to our genes. You know, we say stuff like, I'm overweight because everyone in my family is overweight. Or, you know what? It just runs in my family. When I, when I used to grow up in Jamaica, when I was growing up in Jamaica, people used to say, I'm, I'm big boned, whatever that is. Then on the other side, here comes my personal favorite. Oh, you're skinny because your parents are skinny. Growing up, I've had many people tell me that. That even, even sometimes now, they'll say the reason why you're slim is because you're Jamaican. And I remember in an interview with um, Adriana Albertrin, we talked about this. And she said, we also need to stop and think about the habits that Jamaicans and foreigners have. I mean, they walk more, they eat less, they spend more time outdoors, etc. So it's easy to get into that myopic mindset of, you know what, I'm, you're skinny because, or you're muscular because, or uh, you know, you're fat because, or whatever but we have to think about the whole picture. And that's what I'm going to get into today. But enough about that for now, because I want to talk about something that I wasn't planning to talk about today, but I read something that utterly pissed me off. There's, I haven't talked about Corona. I brought it up from time to time. I talk about COVID-19, but I'm not a medical professional, so I don't get into the conversation too much. But I read something today that I really want to have people listen to. It's from the Delaware Division of Public Health. This ad states, you would have to run five miles a day for a week to lose one pound of fat. Then it says, hashtag getting vaccinated. Sounds a lot easier. Protect yourself and those who you love from the hashtag Delta variant. Then they put a bunch of other hashtag Vax up DE and then where you can get vaccinated and all that stuff. I want to read it again. You would have to run five miles a day for a week to lose one pound of body fat. Hashtag getting vaccinated. Sounds a lot easier. Protect yourself and those you love from the Delta variant or hashtag Delta variant. I read that so many times 
And I didn't know, I had to get up and walk away for a second because I couldn't believe that it's, it's bad enough. And this comes from just, you know, regular people on the street, but from a public health organization, I mean, this is, this is terrible. And I want to talk about just a few reasons why this is the dumbest advertisement I've ever come across my entire life. And I'm not exaggerating. For one, you do not have to be overweight to have a compromised immune system. Yes, this is a weight management show. Yes, I talk about obesity, but that's just one factor, right? So yes, get, you know, getting in better shape, losing weight, primarily body fat, can help you to get healthier. But there are people who are underweight or even people who are regular weight who still have compromised immune systems. And I brought doctors on my show and dietitians and, and um, endocrinologists and so on and so forth who've talked about the health of your gut and how the, the, most of our immune system, primarily over 95%, resides in our gut. And if your gut is unhealthy, your immune system is going to be unhealthy. And we've talked about that and you've heard these before. The next thing is the vaccination alone does not protect you from the virus. I'm not making this up. Go to the CDC website. It tells you this, that in addition to vaccination, you need to have a healthy lifestyle. And I'm, and I'm not a doctor. And again, it's not a medical show. So I'm not going to get into what the vaccine, that va the vaccine does, because that's not my place to talk about. But vaccination by itself is not going to protect you. Period. I don't care if you tell somebody else I said this. No, I tell somebody else I said this. Good, it's true. The next, and this because it's really just irresponsible. It's a bunch of lies. Um, I, I did see where it says, you know, I looked it up online because I was curious to what Google said about losing weight. And it said, yeah, you have to run five miles a week to lose a pound of body fat, which is absolutely nonsense, especially if you work with a weight management expert who knows about nutrition and knows about strength training and has a complete approach, knows about the health of your gut and your hormones and what all these things play in controlling your body weight. So just going out there and running, you could probably gain weight by constantly running. Someone commented on the post I put on Instagram and she said, I used to run about um, 10 miles a week and I lost about two pounds of water every day. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, but it's true, right? I mean, yeah, you can run and lose weight, but that's a lot of times not even sustainable, especially when we're talking about injuries and all the other things that, that that can bring, you know, that can bring with it. And then just quickly, again, want to say some of the factors that contribute to, to a compromised immune system. Poor gut health, like I said before, underlying health issues, COPD, diabetes, and yes, again, obesity, daily excessive inflammation. We can sometimes be tied into obesity. So again, getting out of that myopic mindset of this is this and that is that, and getting into thinking about the whole picture is why I have the Zika Health Show. This is why I bring fresh information. This is why I do public speaking, because I want people to know and learn these things. But this post got onto my skin in a way that 
a lot of things that I can't think of something that's gotten onto my skin like this in a long time. And I don't want you to just take my word. I couldn't find a graph necessarily, but I did go to cdc.gov and they were talking about underlying health issues in COVID-19. And I actually think they did a pretty good job. Um, their section is titled medical conditions. And it says, Adults of any age with the conditions listed below can be more likely to get severely ill from COVID-19. And then it goes into a list and it also actually, yeah, it goes into a list and it talks about hospitalization, intensive care, a ventilator help to, um, ventilator help to breathe or even die. So they're talking about the roles that underlying health issues have on individuals that contract COVID-19. And I'm not gonna read these all in details, but some of them they talked about were like cancer because uh, the treatment that you get from cancer can weaken your body's ability to fight off diseases. Chronic kidney disease, it got into um, hypertension, COPD, uh, it got into uh, dementia, neurological conditions, type diabetes, type one and type two. Uh, Down syndromes, heart heart conditions like heart failure, coronary artery, artery disease, you know, so many things it really got into. And if you really want to read up on this, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, ZikaHealth.com. Let's say ZikaHealth.com slash genes is probably what this one's going to be. If it's different, you'll see it in the description of the podcast. But I really wanted to touch base on that because we need to get out of that mindset of, you know, I'm vaccinated, I'm fine. I'm not preaching for or against the vaccine, and it's not my place to tell you if you should or should not be vaccinated. But it is my place to tell you that vaccination alone is not going to protect you. It, it, it may help strengthen your immune system. It can make it to where you may not get hospitalized or, or die, or you, or you may end up being asymptomatic. Nobody knows, but just taking the vaccine thinking I'm fine, it's a problem. And that's what I want to mention today. Now, I got off my high horse. I don't really have time to read a five-star review, but you know I got one, so I'll worry about that next week or actually next episode. But I want to go ahead and get this started because I want to talk about genes. And as always, I'm going to start with a definition. What are genes. See, according to the American Cancer Society, genes are pieces of DNA. It's inside the cell and tell the cell what to do, when to grow, and divide. In other words, they're instruction manuals for our cells. Think of it as like the motherboard of a computer. Now, by this definition, it's getting easy to think, yes, that's why, right? The, the, the instructions be given to my body. My genes are telling my cells to be overweight. Well, let's, let's back up for a second and talk about it a little bit more. Because the question I want to ask is, if you think your genes give instructions to make you fat, who's designing the instructions? That's a valid question, right? I mean... 
maps don't appear out of nowhere. You don't get up one day and, you know, there's a map, or you, may, you may get up one day and there's an, you know, a map on Google Maps and, you know, it's all designed out, but someone has to program it. So that's really what we got to think about. So we got to dig a little bit deeper. See, according to this article from the CDC, people inherit their chromosomes, which contain genes from their parents. And we all know that, right? Chromosomes come in pairs. Humans have about four to six, 23 in each pair. So, aha, I inherited these chromosomes from my parents and they're making me overweight or in some cases skinny. Unfortunately, this is where most of us stop. And again, by the way, the link to this article will be available on the show notes, yukohealth.com slash genes. Because I think this is a really good article to read. And I have a few more coming up in this uh, same episode too that are really good articles, mostly from the CDC. I came across another CDC article. It states, Science shows genetics play a role in obesity. Genes can directly cause obesity in specific disorders such as barrett veal syndrome and Prader-Willi syndrome. But here's the kicker. And I love this because it goes on to say, however, genes do not always predict future health. Genes and behavior may both be needed for a person to be overweight. In some cases, multiple genes may increase one's susceptibility for obesity and require outside factors, such as abundant food supply or limited physical activity. Say that last part again. Such as abundant food supply or limited physical activity. Now, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Straight from the CDC and, of course, a link to the article will be in the show notes. But these, we got to stop and think because we don't move and we eat too much. I'm overweight. Oh, oh, you're, you're shocked, right? I'll say something else, but I'm still trying to keep this show as PG as possible. So I'm going to keep my course words to myself. But I have to say, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. So... Yeah, sit at home and blame our genes. That's what we tend to do. But just like a lot of things, it's a cop-out. Like I have people, and when people tell me this, I generally stop associating with them. You have to understand this person is this. This person doesn't learn things as fast as you. You understand this person, parents are overweight. You understand this person is this. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not empathetic to certain people's plights. But I'm not sympathetic, meaning I'm not going to sit down and have a pity party with you because you decide you're not going to do anything about it. No, that, that's where I draw the line. I'm empathetic because especially when my clients come to me, and even people that I don't know who can't really afford personal training, I try to help them because they're trying to make a change. I'm empathetic to that plight. But if you're going to sit around eating popcorn all day and say, I don't know, I just like popcorn. Oh, my parents made me fat. Then we're going to have a problem. So now we're getting somewhere. And I want to add to this. And I'm really glad I was raised in Jamaica, not trying to sound anti-American. And I am an American citizen. But I say that 
I picked up a lot of habits growing up that chances are I would not have had if I wasn't raised in Jamaica or even a foreign country at that. Because in Jamaica, where more people, especially younger people, tend to be skinny. And I was super skinny growing up. Everybody knows my story knows I was super skinny with asthma problems and a weakened immune system. There you go. Not always about body fat. But I say this on the other hand, we are more active and we sweat more. Right? A lot of that's our voluntary because it's hot most of the year. But do you remember my episode on heat and fat loss? Go back and listen to that one. Because remember I talk about heat and how it helped, our body requires more energy, which burns more calories. So heat plays a very important role in energy expenditure. AKA how many calories a body uses. And then here's the kicker. Our diets are different. For one, it's a poorer country, so we can't eat as much. Here, every time we feel like we want to, you know, we want to treat ourselves. So for some people, if, especially if you have a stressful life, I can I get it sometimes. It, you know, it's almost every day you feel like, you know what, I just need some time for me. But what we choose for me time is more like self-abuse and self-sabotage because we're eating things that are going to make us feel worse and worse, shorten our lifespan, have us less energy, impact our mental health, and do so many damages, make it more susceptible to diseases and virus like I just talked about. So we confuse self-care with self-sabotage. So again, our diets are different. So now we're getting somewhere. In this same article, the one I mentioned earlier, it states that people make decisions based on their environment or community. For example, a person may choose not to walk to the store or to walk to the store because of lack of sidewalks. Let me say that again. That's not what the article says. Let me say what the actual article says. People may choose not to walk to the store or to work because of lack of sidewalks. That's what it says. Then it goes on to say communities, homes, workplaces, can influence people's health decisions. And because of this influence, it's important to create environments in which, the, in which these locations it can make it easier to engage in physical activity and eat a healthy diet. So think about our community, places we work, people we talk to, makes a really big difference. And I've seen a lot of workplaces and companies are coming around and talking about healthier you and they're promoting health, but they don't do it all year round. Most of them don't, to be honest. And they don't like to see you, especially if you work in a cubicle in an office space, they, they don't like to see you walking around. I'm a walker and I've always been a walker. I've always been super productive, not saying it to, to my own horn, any, horn. Anybody that knows me knows I've always been super productive. And the walking that I do helps me to do that because I step away from the screen, I get some sunlight, stretch my legs. Remember, my rule is I don't sit for more than 50 minutes at a time to create that blood flow so I can constantly keep moving. But at a certain point, you get the diminishing returns, right? Because you, sit, you stare at the screen so long, your eyes start to get tired. And if you just step away for five minutes, and to come back refresh, you would do much better. I learned this in college. 
So, with all that I just said, what does this come down to? Decisions, no? Because at the end of the day, we can blame genes or family or whatever. But I tell you that my, that my clients that get the best results are the ones who start to take responsibility for themselves. You have my story about my asthma and I talked about, you know, my doctor and, and how he basically told me to take my medicine and I said, no. And it's been over two years. I didn't say no, I was taking my medicine, but I started making health decisions, health changes. And it's been over two years. I've had to renew my medication. Why? Because I decided that I was going to make a change. So just like me, it comes down to you. If I didn't make that decision, I would still be on medicine today. With that being said, I can give you the best fitness and nutrition plan in the world. But it's up to you to execute it. Just like football or basketball or any sport. The coach can come up with the best game plan, but if he can't ex execute the game plan, well, that speaks for itself. So now that we understand this, or hope that we understand this, let's talk how, what, what, how much really are the roles that our genes play in obesity in our environment? Now, this is very important to note. And by the way, I'm drinking my drink of the day with this podcast because it's Thursday. I'm recording on my 24-hour fast, dinner dinner fast, drinking my mushroom tea from Four Sigmatic. Bitter. Bitter is good for your immune system. It's freaking awesome. I'm going to break my fast after I record and finish recording and editing this podcast. But it has so many adaptogens and mushrooms built in it. It's, it's freaking amazing. But back to the regular scheduling program. Believe it that regardless of what you inherited, it isn't the end of the world. Regardless of what you inherited, it isn't the end of the world. I hope you've heard of the word epigenetics. If you haven't heard of it, let me quickly define it for you. See, the prefix epi is Latin, and it means above. And we know what genetics are. So yes, epigenetics mean above your genetics, meaning you're not slave to your genetics. Now, isn't this just awesome? You can change the hand you're dealt by going above your genetics. This is a really cool article, and it's from the National Institute of Health Sciences. And it states that epigenetics, a rapidly growing area of science that focuses on the processes that help direct when individual genes are turned on and off. While the cell's DNA provides instruction manual, genes also need specific instructions. In essence, epigenetic processes tell the cell to read specific pages of instruction manual at distinct times. So this is basically saying that it's not just about what the instruction manual is, but what is read and followed. So it's like saying, I can give you the, 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 uh, the, the map, right? And on the map, it gives you directions to go to, I don't know, Orlando, 
or to California and you decide which way you want to go. That's what this basically is saying. You read and decide where you're going. If that's not awesome, I don't know what is. And you're going to get me tired of using words, but that's just powerful, right? And of course, a link to the article will be in the show notes. But by now, you're learning. You're not a slave to what you inherited. And I keep saying that, but I want to hammer that home. Because in addition, I want you to think about the future. And this is where epigenetics really gets important. Because it's more than just turning genes on and off. I'm going to finish up with this article, this last article, right? It's from Utah Valley Pediatrics, which states, a new embryo, the epigenome is largely erased and reprogrammed. I said in a new embryo, it said actually, I had a typo on my, show, on, my, um, on my script. But recently, scientists have found that some epigenetic tags sneak through. This means that parents' experiences and lifestyle can affect the genes that are passed down to offspring through epigenetic tags. You hear that? Experiences and lifestyle can affect the genes that are passed down to your offspring through their epigenetic tags. So now you're not just thinking about your health and your body weight, but your kids. This is the kicker. The decisions you make today don't just affect you, but can be passed on to your children. That's awesome. You can change the fate of your children or at least make, change the, the road for your children based on decisions that you make. So no, it's not just about you. It's about what you pass on in your future. I have never met a parent who doesn't want their children to be the better version of them. And by making the right decisions, you can set your children up for success. Alternatively, by making bad decisions, set them up for failure. So then ask yourself, will you make the journey harder by putting roadblocks in their way? Or will you give them the best chance to be a better version of you? Food for thought. Thanks for listening to the Zika Health Show. Join the Zika Health crew on Facebook. Stay awesome. Thanks for listening to the Zika Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save subscribe and share it out there with family friends co-workers or anybody who needs to hear this information remember always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride